Hey Throng, SK here. Hey listen, for the next five weeks you're going to hear the podcast as it was recorded live at the Fame Venue on Broadway in San Francisco. Don't get your hopes up, but we did the best we could. And hey, I don't remember if we got commercials in there or not, so remember Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash lousy podcast. Check that out. And also the Amazon button anywhere on skmorton.com. Help a brother out. The following is a production of SK Morton Creative. Places, please. Quiet down. And here we go. And roll camera. Welcome to SK Morton's Lousy San Francisco Podcast. Rocking and rolling, splishing and a splashing over the horizon. What can it be? Tonight, SK welcomes Bree Larson, Michael Eisner, Jacob Tremblay, and Rufus Xavier Sarsparilla. And now, the subject of the sentence and what the predicate says he does. Ladies and gentlemen, S.K. Morton. Ah, but I do thank you for the applause. Uh, I, just to let you know, I'm S.K. Morton. Uh, we do a podcast. You guys, does anyone here ever listen to podcasts? No. Yeah. No, no, that's good. You do, which one? Oh, I know which one she listens to. I listen to yours, honey. That's right. This is my beautiful bride, Babette. Yeah. You'll notice she's black. You'll need to know that for later. <laughs> but no, is it's my good. mic on? It's kind of on. You can turn it up there. Why is my mic on? So anyway, let me just describe what's going on here. Normally, we don't, we don't do a show in, in a venue like this. Normally, we do it down. We record. It's a very cramped, mm-hmm. uh, ding, dimly lit, a dingy little room. And we were in there the other night. We were doing the show. And I thought to myself, you know, every time someone flushes, it really ruins my editing. <laughs> So I thought, we got to find something else to do. We got to do it in another place. And we're looking for more different venues. We met the beautiful Francesca and Carl, who are not here, but we want to thank them for having the venue. There she is. There's Francesca. Let's do it again. Pretend it's for me, though. There we go. And we got together with Francesca. We told her what our priorities were. We wanted the comfort of our guests, anyone who's listening. We wanted them that's here live. We wanted them to be comfortable. And we wanted safety. That, we decided, was our priority. <laughs> and, and while it's a priority, it's not like we didn't reroute the fire sprinkler plumbing into the ice makers. But it is still a priority. <laughs> and I'm happy to say that now here in North Beach, the violent crime rate is no longer soaring. <laughs> So you guys will be safe when you lose yeah. Yes, exactly. We did it! Yes. Now, the, uh, the venue itself, it's a historic building. It was built in 1919. Actually, it's where Douglas MacArthur first used this building for his base of operations. He used it. He ordered his archers to fire on Fort Sumter in the Battle of Hastings, I believe. Yeah, no, I was doing my research on Wikipedia. <laughs> but then, later on, it became a venue, the Mobaway. And it had a lot of, uh, what, you had, you had Iggy Pop, you had Devo, Blondie, uh, the Go-Go's. That was in the 70s and 80s. It was a very popular venue here. And then in 2005, Francesca took over the building. They had to do uh, retro, that's right, and she's had enough. Yeah. Um, they had to do that's some seismic retrofitting. So nobody make any sudden moves. Okay. But other than that, it's a great environment. We're going to be here for the next five weeks. 
Uh, we figure that's about as long as it'll take to break the safe, right? <laughs> and then we'll be, we'll, we, who knows, maybe we'll be back. But we do appreciate everyone coming out. Um, for a while there, we didn't know anyone was coming. We were a little worried. Andrew says, you know, maybe we better start a mime troupe. And Babette says, no, a cult. And I'm like, no, we can't do either. We don't have the turtlenecks. So we're glad that you guys came out. And we're going to try to give you a good show. Uh, the podcast we do is about San Francisco. It's about San Francisco history. That's the best kind of podcast. You take the... You take got all the, the funny out. Uh-huh. Funny well, what out. we do is we take the uh, self-absorbed blogger, gamer, cosplay fetishist kind of thing, and then we insert the history so you know it's going to be fun. So we're going to do that. We're going to start right now. I want to inter- introduce everyone we have here. In addition to my lovely wife, Babette. <laughs> you, you've already heard the incredible talent that I'm trying to run his coattails. So he, he is our uh, resident chanteur, we call him, and my co-host. Uh, please welcome Peter Feliciano. That wasn't very good. <laughs> smattering. That's right, the smattering again. Uh, and then, of course, we have San Francisco's best stand-up comic. And wow. I mean that in a good way, you know, because everyone always knows his best like that. But no, he really is. Funniest guy in town. We were going to have, uh, he's, he's joined us before. He's here tonight because we needed to make sure something would be entertaining. <laughs> and uh, also, we, we want to invite Andrew Holmgren. Mm-hmm. Come on, Andrew. Yay, Andrew. We love you, Andrew. That's right, yes. I love you more. All right. She loves everybody. That's not true. He's he's a passive donor to Locks of Love. Is my mic on? You'll get one. Is it? Can can you hear her? It's quite important. Oh, quite clear. She would. (laughs) How do you think we feel? So now we have. I want to make sure you can all hear me. Gotta turn her down in real life. Okay, good. (laughs) It's gonna be like this all night. Right. (laughs) Uh, And now we do themed shows. And tonight's theme we thought would be interesting because here we are, first night in North Beach. We're going to talk all about Telegraph Hill, stuff you never even thought you wanted to know. And the man for that is our expert. And he is, uh, well, I'm going to give you, I got a great introduction I've been preparing for you. Okay, so he's born the son of a Presbyterian linen draper. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Out of New Oxford, England, his destiny was to be in the ministry. You know what? That might have been a different Joe Butler on Wikipedia. <laughs> this one, I think, he's an architect, born and raised here in San Francisco from, uh, from Telegraph Hill. Uh, please welcome Joe Butler. Yay! Okay. He can't that's play. All, that's all he I got. He can't play. Okay. He like tried to do, he learned, he learned Piano Man, and I kept having to tell him to knock it off earlier. <laughs> so what? That's so what I said. This is supposed to be entertaining now. Okay, well, now before we get started, now that we've got you all in here, uh, we do have commercials that we do on this podcast. Already? Yeah. <laughs> These people have come, like, one, one person well, came from sure like five blocks happen. away, I think. They're not really sure. And Six so they might sit away. through this one. So why are we going to make them suffer already? I just gave you an answer, but I, I was stepping on yours, you were stepping on Me mine. Me and Joe had a thing going on. We didn't have time to listen to you. All right, okay. well, you had a thing. Right, Joe? He's going to laugh at my jokes, and I mm. promise to laugh at his. There you go. That's it's called an alliance. It's like now, Survivor. Maybe we should ask them to get in on that. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, so, um, so what we got going is we, we want to just bring up about, have anyone heard of Patreon? Yes. Okay. 
Yes, Patreon's a little way, and you know what? This might be a little premature. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> we'll not. come back to Patreon. Let's it's talk about. Let's not ask for money until we've yeah, done yeah, something exactly. worthy of it. <laughs> Let's talk about Bridal Fitness Coach. Yeah. All right. I forgot the bell. Bridal Fitness Coach. Now we, I know we, know. we have a laughing? member in the, uh, the audience who has used Bridal Fitness Coach. Oh. You and, so, and she does look very strong. Yes. And so, so you walk. You walked the six blocks, right? <laughs> Wow. Would you recommend Bridal Fitness Coach? Yes. All right. That's all we need to know. Yay! All right, so Bridal Fitness Coach, they, it's not just you know get your work or get you into, into your dress. Would you not agree that it's also for she's got you on a routine for the rest of your life so you'll stay fit? That's right. So, yeah. Wow. You, she a year ago and you're still seeing her. And she's still married. Wow. Yeah, so because still, of Tammy Fox, that's right? Still fun. That's right. beautiful and still yes, fit. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. So, Therefore, if anyone wants to, anyone listening or in the room right now, by the way, you guys are all in on I'm this. I'm looking at you, sir. You have all the liability. The camera guy, the camera guy right, wants yeah. to get married as a bride <laughs> and went before his big day. special dress. It's a special dress. That's the thing. She'll not only train the bride, she'll bring, train the bridal party. Oh. And she'll train the, train the grooms. Now, SK, how yes. can one get trained by, I mean, I'll list the you. ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, hey, thank you. You're they welcome. They can be trained at uh, a private gym. <gasps> they can be trained at their own home. <gasps> they can be trained at work, <sighs> which might be a little awkward. They can even be trained in some sort of farce over the internet. Scoopy, yes. right? Is that the name of the app? <laughs> the Scoopy. Skype. So, so you can do that, or you can ignore what we're saying. But in either case, if you have any interest, you can go to bridalfitnesscoach.com or call the phone number. Have we memorized it? 415-317-6827. 415-317-6827. Be ready with the applause on the thing over there, my okay. love. Bridal Fitness Coach, make, make a, a commitment. commitment. Yay! Good clappers. All right, we got it in. Now let's get to the good that's stuff. That's some good. That's some good clapping, Babette. Wait, I that did wasn't good, the good huh? Stuff? You did wonderful. <laughs> yeah. A speak up, Andrew. I said that wasn't the good that stuff. That was not the good stuff. That was riveting. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's asleep, actually. <laughs> Sweetheart, is uh, Andrew's microphone up high enough? Say it's something, Andrew. Andrew's there you go. Well, when you said sweetheart, I know you can't see on a podcast, <laughs> right. but you were looking directly in my eyes. You do look. <laughs> oh my. No, he. You're. You've got the gaze of. Kenny Loggins from Jesus of Nazareth. You have a very, like, <laughs> I want to follow Walking you to Damascus, wherever to Damascus is. <laughs> have you ever heard, by the way, that Kenny Loggins and, and Michael McDonald song, This Is It? That's a, that's a really good song. Really? Whatever. Is that what we're talking I'm, about? No, I'm just I mean, serious. Totally I'm saying it's a very good song. Here, let's see it. Hold on. Okay, we'll put it. There have been times. Of... No. No, that's not it. Okay. <laughs> this is it. Minute, minute, minute. Okay, so what we do, what we normally do, I wonder if she's got the updates ready to go. The transition sing. That's not right at all. One of us came prepared. I've been working on my Michael McDonald for what, five years? I love you, Michael McDonald. You're welcome, Bad Bad. Joe's not asleep anymore once I started talking to you. You realize that? You're taking notes? Are we done? What time is it? I want more Michael McDonald. <laughs> All right. This is now my podcast. Okay, yeah, we, we all brought these people. I'm addressing the throng. What we normally do is we do a little updates about what's going on around the city. Has anybody been to Ruby Sky? Yes. 
When Good I was nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. Andy, You're you've Ruby been Sky to Ruby Sky, Sky, haven't you? He used to he work there. He used to work there. Ben uh-huh. has been and there. And it was awful, wasn't it, sir? It was potty. It was potty. It was smellsies. It was Smelltown, USA. Oh, no. That's wow. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew. Literal potty humor. <laughs> Kenny Loggins would never do that, Andrew. What is the mean age of our uh, audience there that Kenny Loggins... We may not... <laughs> it's a third of mine. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You got one foot in the grave, don't you? Okay. <laughs> this is going to be fun. We've got, actually, we've got a whole spectrum here of people that I'm mildly interested in. This Wait is going to be a good Wait a <laughs> All right, forget Ruby Sky. No one's here no, about Ruby we, Sky. No, we're talking about Ruby All Sky. All that matters is it's finally closing down. Yay. They're going to convert it to a restaurant above, and down below is going to be a new bowling alley. Is oh. Slide staying around? No, they're turning Slide into a bowling alley. Oh, okay, cool. Live music there. They're yeah, live I'm sorry, music. did I say a restaurant? Yeah, That's right. Andy the It's going to be a music hall. It's going to now be a music hall. Good. Yeah. Now, is it big enough, Andy? Is it big enough since you're the only one who's been there? <laughs> Babette has been there. <laughs> okay, so it's big enough. Maybe we'll get big acts like Pete Feliciano or... Um, <laughs> but anyway, I'm happy that Ruby Sky is closing. Not just because it was filthy. I've never actually been there. I don't like the clientele who would enter because I'd see them on the outside. It's that... I, Francesca, I know you get a Francesca. That's right. Got a thumbs it's, up. it's the people who would go through. It's a very bro-y crowd. Yeah. It's All a right. very bro-y As- as a person who's worked right. as a Lyft driver, everyone I ever dropped off there was the worst. So right. <laughs> they smell like staying home or going somewhere else. They smell now. like Axe as soon as they get in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, can I plug in some? But they're not up? hipsters, though, right? They're just weird. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't weird. think it's not like an eclectic place to go. You know, it's <laughs> it's like the worst. It's it's uh, a vacuum of culture. Yeah, it was like, oh, hey, what should we do tonight? I don't know. Nobody wants us to go anywhere. <laughs> Let's go to Ruby Sky. You know? Nobody likes like, us anywhere. It's like good. a Lost Boys Club. Sky. Yeah, there you go. All right, well. American I'm... Eagle, as far as the eye can see, smells like a Hollister. <laughs> Camera guy's loving it. Yeah, they got it. Uh, the, the building is actually, I believe it's called the Sons of the Golden West Building. Sounds creepy. Have you ever walked by there? And it's got. What's that for? That because it's got the uh, San Francisco's founding, not founding fathers, but the guys Samuel Brannon and uh, other people that I can't think of right now. But uh, Jacob Lees. Anyone know about Jacob Lees? No. Nobody knows about Jacob Lees. How do we know about Brannon? Samuel Brannon. He's the guy who started the gold rush. Is he the one that they named Brannon Street after? Absolutely. Nice. He uh, didn't find gold, but he told everyone about it, and. He's the responsible for Calistoga and Saratoga being named improperly. What do you go. mean? What do you know about this story? No. Joe? Okay. Um, yeah, okay. So Samuel Brandon owned property up north. He wanted to name it Saratoga. And the day he had a big party, he had a stage. He probably forgot a lot of his jokes, too. And then when he, it was time for him to announce what he was going to, this new town he was founding, he was so drunk he forgot the name and went, Saratoga, and fell over. Nice. And that's how I got the name Saratoga, so now Calistoga is down. Or is it the other way around? No, it's the other, the way, other way, way around. Anyway, Samuel Brandon was one of the uh, founders. There's a lot of stories. You know how you can find out about that. S.K. <gasps> Morton's Lousy San Francisco Walking Tour. We talk about Sam Brandon all over the place. The thing is lousy with Sam Brandon. That's how it got its name. <laughs> Anyway, Sam Brandon is one of the faces <laughs> on there. There's also... Yes, sir. Ahead, you have something to say? No. I just want to say I am actually very proud 
See, I'm saying yes. something positive for the I know what time. you're going to say. No, I'm proud you of you. You're, you're proud of me saying... knowing my limitations and getting no, off early. No. I understand. <laughs> I'm saying, I was very proud. He's never done like a monologue before. Because usually. Not on the show, yeah. No. <laughs> he's done a monologue like in his bathroom mirror and things like that, but not in front of people before. So I'm very proud of him. Well, no, you've done stand up. Yeah, but I've you're never no done Andrew. Monologue for this show. And I'm very nervous in front of Andrew. I want to make him, uh, I want to impress him. How did he do? How did he do? Stand up? Did I see you do stand up? See, there you go. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't remember no. what I did yesterday. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the piano away. Anyway, it'll be better next week. <laughs> honey, honey, I think you did well. I know you did. You did so good. She's gonna give me a peck I'm on the cheek tonight. Proud of you. Anyway, um, <laughs> so there's freezes of people. If you go by what I'm saying, is because the Ruby Sky awning kind of hides it. But you can see the different faces. Up above, it's got grizzly bear heads. Hmm. And it's got a phoenix on the side there. And all of that is dedicated to San Francisco. The phoenix is San Francisco's... Uh, 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 well, it's on the flag. Uh, because rising from the ashes after 1906. You guys got, you liking this? You on the edge of your seat? And yeah, after 1851, the city burned three times. Wow. Three times. What happened three times? The city burned three times. Oh, in the 1850s, yeah. yeah. Started with Christmas Eve and went through to 1950. The Sydney Ducks were here. And they had come from Sydney because right. that's how they got the name. It sounds to me like they it's had, time for They had no hockey off. in eighteen. And they would start a fire in one corner of the city. And then when everyone rushed there, they'd go to the other corner and rob the bejesus out of everyone. That's the a good tactic. Jesus. You know what? Some say Sam Brandon was one of the guys involved in that. Ooh, really? Because what would happen is, is the city was growing. Yes. The Ducks is a gang? Yeah, the Sydney Ducks. I thought because it was Australia, <laughs> Australia is the world's worst prison. How do you break out of prison? Get on the boat. Get on the boat. So they came over here. They got hired by the guys who were corrupt, Samuel Brandon being one of them. And many people thought that the big business guys here in San Francisco at the time, when commodities would start to get cheap, they would hire the Sydney Ducks to burn the city down so there was less commodities and everything Whoa, would raise up. Yeah. The price of lumber yeah. would go up. Exactly. Huh? Is that funny? Oh, it's good, huh? I anyway, apologize for you getting Ruby to be Sky's here. Got the things that coming from the ashes, the phoenix. Let's go to the next subject. Have we heard any of the transition music yet? No. Let's no? hit a button. Why it's number two, sweetie. No, it's number three. Now, we have a thing. We started doing uh, very early on on the show back in 2014 because the San Francisco Zoo was killing everything. <laughs> What? And so we started doing a bit called Animal Obituaries. But oh, we got to be careful because we oh, love animals. Yeah, we do. Everyone, we all love animals. There's nothing funnier than in dying, though. <laughs> no, we love animals. So we're careful. Oh, it's dark, kids. <laughs> so we're careful about what we talk about. But we found something interesting this week. Oh. And it was about uh, the Upper Hate Vintage Store selling endangered oh, yeah, species. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Now, I didn't want to like that lady... At first, because she had that, you know, that plastic, someone is perpetually setting down a glass without a coaster kind of look. <laughs> she had the Joan Rivers ex Exactly. Ex ah. But when she started talking, she made a lot of sense. Here's the story, say? if anyone hasn't heard the story. What, what, who's our guy now? Gar 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 who's the, 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 the district attorney guy now? Gar Gar Garcon? Gar Joe. You pay Gar attention Gar to things. Garetti. Garcetti. Garda. Gardaluti. That's right. I got Gucci. Oh, Gardaluti. I got to lead him. Take this. Anyway, they George. raided her store on hate. It's a vintage store. They raided it and took all of her old furs. Now, these furs were endangered animals. 
but not when they were made back in 1914. So that was her argument is these are very, very old vintage clothing. The animals weren't endangered at the time. Uh, They weren't vintage either. And some of the stuff was her own uh, collection, but she kept it in the back. And so Garcetti. Gascon. 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 Is it Gascon? Gascon. Gascon Gascon was seen today having coffee in an Ocelot Lynx ensemble. I'm digging it. He prepared something. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, they took her to court, and her argument is that these weren't endangered at the time, and there is uh, something in the law that allows for them to have those. She had a jaguar coat. Uh, What I'm asking you guys is where do you come down on this one? Do you think let her go or, or... you know, well, there were, the two, river. there were there were two coats upstairs that she was legitimately uh, arrested for, but the rest she said was her private collection in the oh, basement. I don't think you believe her. Wait, so what? She wasn't even she wasn't selling them; she was just keeping them. Well, it's her collection. Would you sell are, your collection? Are you going to be doing this all night? Yeah, <laughs> the podcast audience can't see. I collect quote mark, quote marks, including these guys. They're just here like on some weird. <laughs> Charity case, you guys are doing us a favor. Just we have a guest asleep. that came all the way from Alaska for this show. Alaska for this Alaska. show? Alaska. Yes, we do. Welcome, Did Alaska. Did we pay for her ticket? She paid for her own ticket. That's how wow. much she wanted to be here. Nice. Yep. Isn't that amazing? And boy, is she disappointed. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so forget the animal obituaries. Forget the uh, ruby sky. Nice. Well, there was a jaguar that died in 1920. <laughs> oh, wait. You no, hate we, animals. We fi- well, so my, isn't there like some sort of statute of limitations? Yeah, there should be a statute of limit, limitations. Well, there is. As I'm saying, it's built into the law. Yeah. But are they going to carbon date the, the, the jaguar skin oh, to make sure that it's that old? <laughs> All right, transition, sweetie. Okay. Are you not entertained? All the, the real sad thing is I poured over different topics. <laughs> Uh, what's going to be the best one? It's our I first night in front of a big, big crowd. I wonder what a jaguar coat looks like. It looks like a jaguar, except... S- spotted. Not as fluffy. <laughs> let's, go sneak into the, let's go sneak into the police's storage. Okay, now, out. as many of you know who listen to the, to the podcast regularly... Of course we do. Yes. There's the yes. one over in the corner. I dig the Conservatory of Flowers in Golden Gate Park. Has He's a real the nerd. Conservatory of Flowers? He's a real nerd. Yay! That table doesn't like it at all. (laughs) (laughs) We hate I also, if you listen to the show, know I like, but Pete hates the Bay Bridge lights. No, wait a second. I never said that I hated the lights. He hates them. What are you saying? I never said that. We have, we have a recording device. Everyone at home who's heard that episode, the two people, are probably going, nay, nay, he's a liar. No, no, you, you said you about? hate them, you hate anyone associated with them, and you hope they're made into coats. Wow. I thought I'd right, listen. He hates them because he thinks this five... This audience is getting very rowdy, okay? Thinks, I'm, I'm doing my best. He this thinks is a the free six, show, kids. The six million that goes into that the lighting of the Bay Bridge yeah, but that doesn't should mean be I divided by five dollar bills and handed out That's to young fourth grade saxophone <laughs> I players. Said, I did say something about saxophone. That's one to grow on. I just on. think like oh, endowment for the arts. It's a bunch of lights. It's not art. It's just it's, it's awesome. I like this. No, so, it's very cool, but it's not art. It's not Willie Brown. Art Willie Brown and his Four Seasons neighbors paid that six yes. million dollars. So anyway, the idea is that the Conservatory of Flowers, they're going to light it up the way they do the um, City Hall 
and the Bay Bridge oh, Lights. And Coit really? Tower. And Coit Tower. Wow. Wow. Which I think is pretty cool. Except who's over there to see it at night? Except there you homeless go. She, people. She's saying nay. <laughs> now, the reason why I bring it up is because we f- I found out about this from Willie Brown's column. Brown's Willie column. Brown has a column? <laughs> he He's does. legally blind. How can he He's write? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to read it. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite part. Babette's not just like dark humor. She's just honestly, wow, innocently. wow, that is racist. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. Willie Brown was trying to raise money for this. They're trying to raise, I think, $100,000. But he announced it in his art, in his, I came up with the word a while ago. Column. His column. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, sweetie. My pleasure. He said he's going, he <laughs> and the Devil's Acre, they were, they're going to have a fundraiser for it. But he says it's on him and the Devil's Acre, which is what caught my eye. Because when he won his last term in office as mayor, uh-huh. Uh-huh. He also had a party down at, uh, what, where, where was it? Sixth Street. No, it's got many Seven. names, but they just, Street. not Sparks. It's Jeopardy. Right here on Columbus. North Beach What's Restaurant. What's Columbus? 12 Sparks. Platypus. Things. Anyway, he, he said he, they were sharing the bill, and he left them with a $50,000 bill last time. Ooh. So old Willie. I didn't know they made $50,000 bills. Well, the man's, <laughs> they the man's blind. He, maybe he didn't know that he left That's right. <laughs> I thought I gave you money. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, the Conservatory of Flowers is going to get lit up. I, I like that. The history of the Conservatory of Flowers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You heard of James Lick? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he eventually moved down to San Jose and he bought this. Yes, there is. And there's there, the, the, the observatory. The, that's the, not in San Jose, though. But it's up Mount at the top Hamilton. of the hill in San Jose. Mount, Mount Hamilton. Yes. Yeah. Lick Where observatory. James Lick is buried. Really? Did you know? Yeah, he's buried under the observatory. I'm sorry, what was that? Field trip. <laughs> anyway, James Lick. Honey, tell us about James Lick. I'm telling you about James Lick. <laughs> anyway, he got mad at the people in San Jose. He said, fan it. And he kept it. And it was a kit. The, the Conservatory of Flowers was a kit. And then after he died, it was... the building d- was a kit, right? Yes. What, is it, what does that mean, kit? It comes it, in a box and you assemble exactly, it. Exactly. It's pre-Ikea. And sent out here. How he big of a box two of them. is a building going to fit in, you know? Yeah, <laughs> buildings don't go in boxes. Alaska knows that. Buildings are boxes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. You just blew my mind. Anyway, uh, we don't know what the fir- where one of them went, but the other one was donated to the guys, the uh, sons of Katie Elder or whatever is up here, the pioneers. They donated it to the park, and that's why we have it there now. All right. All right, so now we got to the theme of the show. Oh, boy. Have we warmed you up? Oh, yeah. It was more like tucked you in, huh? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what we're talking about tonight is right across the slot here. This used to all be Hill, and they blew Broadway. Was it, yes, I'm sorry, what, what? There's a picture in the lobby of the slot. That's right, and they blew the whole thing up, and we're going to talk about Telegraph Hill, and that's why we have Joe Butler with us. Yay! Hello, Joe. Hello. Oh, who are the people in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood, say, who are the people in your neighborhood? So we're going to go into Joe's bio a little bit here. First of all, uh, he is an architect. You're AIA, right? AIA. All right. Aya. <laughs> who are the people That's in the American That's I, I Institute of Architects. Correct. Just as a side note, how do you guys feel about the American Institute of Building Designers? Love it. I think everybody should be able to do whatever they want. Hippie. 
All right, now, you're also a member of the Telegraph Hill Dwellers. Yes. We've been here for 30 years, and our neighbors are starting to accept us. Okay, that's good. You're also a member of the Friends of Pioneer Park. Yes. Pioneer Park, that's where Coit Tower is, up at the top of Telegraph Hill. It's also where you get robbed by people coming off of a... Uh, yeah, remember that? ...off a tour bus. Or mugged after the bars close on Saturday night. Well, I'm pretty sure it was her. <laughs> she did. Wait, the tourists She's like, didn't get the tourists did the robbing? Yes, the guys on the tour bus go up. They, the tour bus drives to the top of Telic Pioneer Park. The guys get off and robbed at gunpoint some other guys. It's a really good racket. Actually. So what I'm trying Very to smart. say is, you cannot trust tour buses. They will rob you. They might run into the <laughs> Apple Store. That's before they you will get run on. over you. How else are we supposed to get our tours, SK? <laughs> Thank you. The fact is, Do you want a potato you take right a now? We're potatoing. On a tour bus, <laughs> give me potatoes. You have an 87% chance of dying if you ride a tour bus. I heard it was just 88. If you take a walking tour, yes. Uh-huh. A lousy with walking tour. With SK Morton, that number plummets to 67%. <laughs> so remember. S.K. Morton's lousy San Francisco walking tour. I did want to address something real quick. Yes. Potato means a fist bump, and so I tried to reach out my country? hand in a fist. <laughs> See, me and Joe just did it just now. Well, you just explained I just, it to him. And then he tried to cup, he he tried to cup as if he I had a tiny potato. A potato like he was going to give me no, a potato. No, I didn't offer you it. Did. Said, Do you I thought he was waiting for his medal. Two potato, <laughs> potato, not a potato. Yeah, one potato, two potato. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Listen, he said that I'm like trying, I was the crazy I'm trying one. to change and help culture, okay, Alaska? I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to hold us back, Juno. All right. <laughs> I think there's another potato famine coming. All right, I haven't all right, finished. All right, no, I haven't awful. finished Joe's introduction. Yet. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're also a part of Sunset Architectural and Historical Resources Inventory Committee. That's correct. Has anyone considered shortening that? Maybe. Uh, no, we no? like it just the way it is. Okay. And District 3's Dark Horse. No, Dark Horse is win. Ah, oh, there we go, yes. Hey. I, I didn't want to say, and failed politician, Joe oh, Butler. No. But, oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, was it would Peskin just got a hold of you and said, listen to me, buddy. You try running against me, I'm taking out your kneecaps. I can, I'm right at eye level. Is that what he said to you? Ah. No, oh no, it was David Chu who had just made Ed oh, Lee the right, mayor of San Francisco. How'd that turn out? We know I, Rose, think we're Rose opening, I think we're opening Ed a very San Francisco. soft wound. David was the sixth vote. Sounds like a movie, the sixth vote. Something with Antonio Banderas. Grisham. I smell Grisham. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that's Joe, and he knows all about Telegraph Hill. So we're going to start off with Joe. Tell us all about Telegraph Hill, Joe. Well, you know, everything I know about Telegraph Hill comes from David Myrick or Barney Hoskins, who, who wrote a book about the 60s and how the beats turned into the hippies, and Bill Costura, who is an, a local historian. So I really tell the stories of others. Um, as an architect, I do projects both on this hill and Russian Hill, and they have great histories, and over time you learn the stories of the people and the places, including Sam Brannan. Now, can I interrupt for one second and just draw Pete's attention to the fact that he has notes, meaning he was prepared. No, it is. If You can't see it at home, uh, but there's a, a lot of... There's a, there's a weak joke in here somewhere hen, that I'm reading Hen scratches. There's a, Something no, about a chicken uh, crossing the road. And... No, I was going to say there's, there's a lot of notes, and, and there's... Uh, I was going to say something about a recipe, like a chicken recipe, but I couldn't, I couldn't get mm. to it in time. I was close with the chicken thing. Can we, can we make sure that we keep my failed joke on the tape? Sure. Okay, thank you. All my I believe in honesty... Old. You hear that, Juno? <laughs> All right, someone's got to. 
All right, so now we got the, the ball rolling here. So now Telegraph Hill, uh, and you and I will discuss, you guys are in charge of making it entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you choose us? We're horrible at this. Well, I was trying to be nice to you. I meant Andrew. <laughs> Telegraph Hill, they used to have the semaphore. Yes. Up at the top, there was a pole up 1849. there. 1849. Yeah. You guys know what the semaphore is? It's a French word. They That's invented why. the semaphore to communicate before you TV know why? and radio. Because they couldn't read their own writing. Like, why are there so many letters in these words? They had, they had all those castles that they misspelled as chateau, mm-hmm. and they would hoist flags on them, and you could see from one to the next, so then you would pass that information on. It was kind of playing telephone. That's right. So when a boat would come into San Francisco Bay... So it was like some sort of telegraph. It was exactly, exactly. Andrew. Oh. oh, that could be some applause oh. there. For my Do you hide you... your power in your hair? Uh, <laughs> there we go. You're welcome. Yes. It was actually a subscription service. So if you subscribe to the codes that were being shown by the semaphore, right. you would know if it was a scoop or a, a scow or a three-masted schooner. And then you'd look up in your records and you'd see that boat. You knew what that boat had on it coming out of New York. It took months. And so you would go down to the waterfront, you'd hit your bank, you'd get a lot of cash, and then you'd find a rowboat to take you out to be the first one aboard. So it was like Twitter. It was. Yeah. If you were the first one aboard, you got to buy all the cargo. Now, there is a, with a there's a story that uh, when I made note of it, I thought it was funny. And now we'll see. Now we'll see. <laughs> I highly doubt it. It became so popular to, to pay attention to that. One night uh, at one of the vaudeville shows. Here on Broadway. A, yeah, on, right here on Broadway, there was a guy <laughs> waving his arms around. And how does, it, how does the story go? He Joe? waves his arms on stage and he says... What does this mean? Yeah, those were the lines that he says. And a guy stands up and says, A two masted schooner. Yeah, see? Uh? And yeah, the no, house I shouldn't, I shouldn't broke into applause. Wow, I don't know what that means. I don't. No! Instantly, till nine o'clock. Okay. So, now, the thing is, the semaphore was not replaced with Coit Tower. No. Okay. It was replaced with a thing called Layman's Castle. Ooh, ooh. Four yes. years after the semaphore, the telegraph. Oh, came. that's right. Yeah, we, that, we got the tele- The actual telegraph came about. So they, they used- also had a semaphore over on uh, one of the other hills, right? Yes, at Land's End. At Land's End, and they would be mm. able to communicate. Then the telegraph came around, and the whole thing fell apart. Yeah. Well, so they used it as struggle. a tap room in a, in a typical San Francisco fashion. Of course. Exactly. Come up and have a beer, look at the view. They had hipsters back then? They did. Lots did they of make beards. it a microbrewery? Uh, yes. Actually, wow. there has been a winery on Telegraph Hill and a brewery up there. And now, is this the Layman's Castle we're talking about now? And now you go to Layman's, okay. 1880s. A cable car line was put in on Greenwich Street. That's right. That went all the way up to Layman's wow. Castle. Yeah. Why and did they take that down? Well, they, actually, it wasn't an actual cable car. So you're going to go against What's what it? Joe Butler Funicular. says? Funicular, that's right. Or it could have been a Funion. That was I don't fun. Funicello. That, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. So they were counterbalanced. So as one was coming down, the other one was going Oh, right, 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 right. see right, a picture, right. it'll go around, and then it goes up like that. Nice. The reason they took everything out, because they were taking all the cable cars out because of electricity, but that all failed because finally the jousting ended. Uh, it wasn't, as Layman thought this guy was, this was going to be the new Cliff House, didn't really work out that way. But he met a guy uh, who was from Scotland 
who made his living, not jousting, but... Haggis. Uh, but sword Haggis. fighting. Bravehearting. Bravehearting, that's exactly. <laughs> the guy bravehearted for a living. And every Sunday, with the big broad swords, and they'd have fights with real... Now, they blunted the tip of the sword, but they kept the two edges sharp. So uh, a couple guys died. The guy who won all the time, he almost died once or twice. And uh, after a while, people, uh, their bloodthirst lessened, and uh, the whole thing ended. Wow. Yeah. This is going great. <laughs> We're stretching, aren't we? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. got to make it fun. So there is one more castle on, on Telegraph Hill. Does anyone know what castle is still on Telegraph Hill? Julius. I was looking right at he's, the audience. Well, he's no. He's, he's well, not picking know. up on my cues. Joe Butler is a show off. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Look what I know. La, 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 la. He's got Joe, notes. she came from Alaska. Yeah, All right? He's doing an Maybe open book. Maybe she knows. Open she had a long... What, you, you had a three-month trip to get here, right? <laughs> you flew. <laughs> wow. I didn't well, know Alaska had that technology. <laughs> if, if, if the members of the throng uh, aren't familiar with Julius's castle, we'll put it on the end when we're talking about restaurants in, in North Beach. Good. Sound good? Let's do that. Uh, we'll come back to that then. <laughs> Uh, San Francisco residents by show of me. Yeah. One, two. You guys aren't where are you guys from? Hayward. Are you really from Vegas? Oh. Are you happy about the Raiders or no? Let's not talk <laughs> about the Raiders. <laughs> wow, Anita either? from the East Bay. Did you know that Anita Rock is in the Bay? That's a segue. Is that to the smallest rocks. one? That's a segue to rocks. Ready? Oh, we we, oh he wants to talk about rocks? Oh, I, I understand what he just did there. That's what I was asking, because if you've ever gone around Telegraph Hill, in fact, you can even see there's a lot of jagged, rocky, outcropping kinds of things. There's a lot of outcropping. And as we said, we had the slot here. That's because there was a, guy, a couple guys named Gray. They were Gray brothers. Well, I mean, they, they might have been Gray. I don't know. It was good cholera that was going around back then. It's a lot of dust. Yeah, but uh, no, there's a couple guys named the Gray brothers, and they decided that they didn't want the hill to be there anymore. And so they would, well, do, you, do, you, do you have things you'd like to say about this? For 20 years, from 1894, after the jousting ended, right. they would uh, explode uh, portions of the hill <laughs> and uh, then clean up the bottom of the hill and sell the rock to anybody who would buy it to fill in the bay, to ballast their ships. There was a lot of uses for yeah. that rock. And they, well, there was. And now the way they got it, the people that uh, lived in the houses around there, they would take them to court and get injunctions against the uh, explosions because uh, their houses would fall off the hill. So we have the strangest, most sordid history. I, this is you know why I love saying? San Francisco. <laughs> we are just corrupt. corrupt the same thing happened down, Ralston did it down in uh, Rinkin Hill. He did the same thing. And these were rich people, and he's just blowing up the hill and the houses falling down. what are you going to do? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so. when you walk around, if you do the Filbert steps or the... Um, Greenwich. Greenwich Street steps. Greenwich. And you go there, you see the jagged. That's all because of the Gray Brothers trying to get rid of Telegraph Hill. But there used to be Green Street steps, but they kind of demolished it. Yeah, they it. demolished those as Blew well. Blew it up. Nice. Has anyone ever been on the Greenwich or the uh, Filbert steps? Yes. That's where the, the parrots Babette. first started to hang out. I know. I've been there with Babette. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know you do steps. I thought that was kind of <laughs> against your lifestyle. I'm only slightly <laughs> larger than you. <laughs> Did someone say, oh. oh. He's large. Fat man is crying on the inside. Right. Okay, so speaking of houses being removed. Yes. 
Now, you denied this to me when I spoke to you, but I think you were lying. I think you're a nice. filthy, filthy liar. All right. Bill Bailey. Do you, did, did you say you didn't know what was going on with Bill Bailey's house? No, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. Bill, Bill grew up in Hell's Kitchen in New York. His yeah. first pair of shoes came when he went to school with the nuns. You know, there's got to be some benefit. This is an Arlo Guthrie song you're There's got to be with some benefit. And, and uh, eventually he becomes a labor leader and becomes a fireman on a merchant marine ship, mm-hmm. stoking the boilers. It's a hot job. But eventually he fought in the Spanish Civil War and was wounded four times and survived. A miracle, a true miracle. What were the wounds? Who knows? He didn't tell me. But <laughs> strange thing to ask. He was, I was curious. You wounded four times. How bad could it be? He, he, was, fighting, he was fighting Nazi Germany and, uh, and Franco and Wait. Spain. And then he, when he came home to New York in uh, the 30s, he climbed the, the, the mast of the Bremen, which was in New York Harbor, and he ripped the swastika off of it and threw it into the harbor to the cheers of the Unionists on the, on the dock, for which, for which he was pummeled uh, when he got down the jackstaff by the uh, New York City's finest. And so when he came to San Francisco, also union leader, uh, communist, was he not? Yes, he was. He was blacklisted in the 50s, so he, uh, he lost his job in the Marine Firemen's Union, but uh, he went to see Harry Bridges, and Harry said, what, you're a communist? Well, you can work with us. Right. Yes. So he ends up at Telegraph Hill. So, so it ends up, he's 37 years in a one-room house, and uh, eventually a developer buys the lot, and he wants to demolish it and, and uh, put condos there, as is the, the want of developers. And Telegraph Hill dwellers rallied to the occasion, and uh, they were unable to keep the house from uh, uh, receiving a demolition permit. So a negotiation ensued with the, with the landowners, and for a dollar, the San Francisco Architectural Heritage purchased the cottage. And Sheedy Brothers donated their services, lifted it off the hill, and took it to 20th in Indiana, next to Islaus Creek. And what happened after that? Well, I left town some four or five years later to attend the funeral of my mother. That's another funny topic. Yeah, when I came back... I was about to say something because of the funeral. But, but when I came back, I saw that the cottage had been burned. A couple of uh, homeless guys cracked the lock. They got inside. They were breeding dogs. Then they had an out, and one burned the other out. So the labor people picked it up, and it's now somewhere in uh, Hunter's Point, and they're trying to restore it. So, happy ending, hopefully. Oh, so it is yeah. happy ending like that. Happy and, ending, hopefully. And so now, did you... So after doing all of that, what do you think of the condos that were built in its place? They're not there yet. Ah, can you believe that? Tenacity. It's a historic <laughs> cottage. Tenacity. And the condos were not built yet. All right, now... now that I can't do... be because of the Telegraph Hill dwellers, could it? Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> now, quick question. Homeless people were... He hates homeless people, yes. No, 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 no. I said, <laughs> homeless people were dog breeding... Well, or was it just an unfortunate they event had a because dog. they have dogs <laughs> one was and they don't take care of them? Because I'm thinking like that's got to be a, like a high level operation if you're going to be like if you're going to you're going to need a place Pete, to reside. When two homeless dogs love each other, <laughs> we've we, I think. Oh. Okay, here's the beauty. She rules with an iron fist. It is Bebe still. Just I, said, hey. I don't know if I should say this or not. Don't say if it. If they get up from their seats, we might be in trouble. But. It's still light out, and if you look out the window just over here, yes. there's a tower. There's a skinny little building, and it's got a blue ball on top. No, don't all rush at once. <laughs> Sit down, Alaska. That's, that's Pasquale's Tower. 
You'll see it later. It's the only blue dome for a yeah. while. It's not really a dome, though, when you look at it. Because a dome kind of stops halfway, you know, in the equator. This is more like a beanie. It comes down. All right. Are you seriously? Like this is supposed to be a funny podcast. Are you going into a history of dome? Look, I gave are up you on judging that about an hour domes ago. and and non domes? Is that what you're saying? Said the guy with the dome. Ah. <laughs> Do you want to rub it? Hey, Do you Pete, want to rub you're it, bald. Joe? Here, you can touch it. Go ahead, hey, Joe. Touch bell. my head. <laughs> anyway, That's a calm potato. down, Cupertino. So now, um, Joe, I'm going to tell the story. You tell me if you've heard something otherwise. Oh. Pasquale Kanye or Kanye. 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 <laughs> oh. You know, you guys can leave. I've got the audience I want. High five. Um, they already did. <laughs> Andrew, that is true. Andrew, would you be quiet, please? There was one young lovely lady who's now meandering. Oh, no, no. Oh, sidling. Wait, wait, wait. Before, we can, before you continue your <laughs> rant, did you guys see those guys who would probably be at Ruby Sky here earlier? <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is Pasquale was a, uh, he was a baker in Italy. And then when he came to America, he and his brother were um, uh, operating hotels. And in fact, hmm. the Italian-American hotel... His brother operated up until 1937, is still in existence today, just down and around the corner on Jackson Street. It's a, a, a residence hotel now. But Pasquale built this for his wife, who was still in Italy at the time. He had been here about six years. He builds that. Now, it's a uh, Genoa in Italy. It has a style of uh, building. Genovese. Genovese. Oh. Check out the culture on Joe. Yeah, I'll I tell you. It. So their style is to have no rooms. So that tower out there is each floor is one room. They have stairs that go up and it's just one big room. And you we go up and another one. Another we call that room. a Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Really? One oh, room that's right. on You're each an floor. architect. You might know about these things. Wait, really? That's creepy. I like it. But would that require only three floors? It might. Yeah. What would a fourth floor be called? The dome. No, would have been. <laughs> you know what? You know what I liked about that. I would, No, I wasn't. He would, got that answer in his head right away, and he looked at me with a smile. Here comes the answer now. <laughs> He's very a proud dome. Of so anyway, he builds it for his wife. Finally, brings her over. She takes one look at it and leaves him. And he he died. A, a, a well, I guess not a widower. He died a, a single man. Uh, here because in of the half dome, not because yes. things had to be bad before that, right? Right. I mean, it's... Well, he didn't tell me. Like, she was sticking around for the house, and then she's like, she's, ah, <laughs> right. never mind. I'm only going to stay with this boy if he makes the full dome, not no half dome, right? <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Did that... You did do your research, Pete. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. She went to L.A. Oh, L.A. That's right. And that woman's name? Marlena Dietrich. No. No, no one no, sees that. No, that's not true. No. By the way, Pasquale's is a very good pizza place over on 7th and... I want to say Ir- Irving and 8th. It's a pretty uh, good pizza place yeah. over Good in the Inner Sunset. Yeah. yeah, I like to go to Howard's on 9th. Nice. We did yeah. a pizza they, episode. Yeah, how do they compare to Goat Hill? Uh, I haven't had Goat Hill pizza in forever. I mean, Golden Boy is the best pizza. Yeah, there's an argument can be made for that. I think it's a little greasy. you got to go to Tony's. Right on the corner Tony's of Washington is solid. Square. Tony's is solid. I go. love Wait, Golden Boy. We have Boy. an affirmative over there in the audience. Yes, but, red-haired, red-headed woman. What did you say? Tony's? Ooh. So there you go. Here's the beauty of Goat Hill. I think it's, it's, it's right up there with Tony's, but it's cheaper, Ooh. especially on a Monday night, all you can eat. That, yeah, nobody else does buffet, pe- yeah. buffet pizza. Yeah, they just bring around. A, you sit there, and they bring it. It's like New Asia for pizza. 
They just bring it around to you. And say, Here's a pea. Would you like this type? Would you like that type? And salad bar comes with it. Best blue cheese in San Francisco. Nice. Yeah. Transition music. Oh. Uh, you guys shop at Amazon? Yes. yes. Never. Yeah? Never. Yeah, they right. don't have stores in LA. She has yeah, so she has. I have no choice. <laughs> it's snowed in for an, they fly for it in the in entire month plane. of February. Is snowed in. <laughs> wow. Do you want a karate right now? Do you want a karate right now? <laughs> she will karate you. Anyway, Amazon. She. All I'm saying is this: Amazon. before you go to the to shop on Amazon, if you go to skmorton.com. There's buttons all over the website. You click on that Amazon button. You guys have probably heard this before. And that'll take you to Amazon. What that does is Amazon remembers that you came from skmorton.com. Whatever you buy, they give us a percentage. Out we don't pay anything extra. We just get a little bit. And uh, we, it trickles in. We get a little bit every month. I won't tell Pete just how much because when we get to a certain point, I got to pay him. But uh, we do get a little bit and it doesn't cost you any more. And actually... You click on that, it remembers you for a few days, so you don't have to do it every time, but it's a good habit to get into. Kind of like drinking in the morning. And uh, we would appreciate it if you Andrew guys went knows. to the Amazon button at skmorton.com and um, help us out. All right, that was another commercial. Commercial breaks are the best. That's when the, that's when the crowd comes alive. All right. So we talked about Pasquale's. It wasn't that great a story either. No. Everything sounds really good in my head when I'm preparing. Oh, this is interesting. This is interesting. I never bothered to ask anyone else if it is. Uh, I know. Yeah, here. I'm the one who has to talk to you on the phone <laughs> from time to time. Now, Imagine living with him. Okay, here's... <laughs> sainthood. Bad here's something saint. you might... Here's something I you, am a saint. All right, stop yelling. You're right. Ow. I don't have headphones on and you're hurting me. Here's something you sickos might like. Did you know that the CIA once ran a brothel on Telegraph Hill? Now, think about it. There's, this is CIA. So we're not talking 1840s, 1880s, 1910. It closed down wow. in ni- 1985. <laughs> or was it 75? Uh, yeah, probably close. Wait, 70? yeah, 75? Wow. Okay. What happened was is they had been running LSD experiments all over the country. In fact, at one point, they actually would release stuff into the air in the fog outside the Golden Gate and let it drift in and see what, what the LSD would do. That's why and Phyllis Diller was a comic here. That's right. In any case, <laughs> uh, it wasn't working the way they thought it would, putting it in the fog. So they got a great idea to dose these guys, and they started a brothel. And they would have the, uh, you know, the, the ladies of the evening would bring them in and they would put the LSD and see how the guys reacted to it. And that went on from, I guess it wasn't 85, it was 75. It was from like 65 to 75. And it was right up here on the north side of the hill. Uh, the building is still there. What's interesting is, as you can imagine, people got wind of it. It was a problem. And the CIA is like, we got to shut this down. But that one crazy dude who was a zealot for the cause, he started going out to Ocean Beach on his own and dosing people out there to see what would happen. They thought it could be like a truth serum. And uh, that's, what, that's what the guy started doing. God. So, yeah, that's the kind of stuff. <laughs> so it wasn't just crazy in the old Barbary Coast days. We've had it right up to modern times. Yeah, ah, don't yeah talk so about it, it, during the beat era, people would just drink coffee and be high on caffeine. And then later the drug scene set in. And the, the Beats became the hippies. And so they were the ones who would live up at the compound 
uh, up on the east side of the hill, correct? Lafflers, yes. There you go. On Greenwich. So why don't you tell us about the compound and its connection to the gardens on the east side of Telegraph Hill? All right. Well, uh, a woman named Grace Marchant moved into uh, Napier Lane uh, in the 40s or 50s, uh, early 40s, mm-hmm. uh, early 50s. And there was a trash heap outside her house. The street was too steep for paving. So she began to throw the old refrigerators and stoves and, and tires and car batteries over the cliff to the street below in the city of I first do objective. That now. Yeah. The city at first objected, but um, she carried on with her plan to turn it into a beautiful garden, which you can still walk through today. And uh, Now, which steps were that? Because there's two steps Filbert. and two separate gardens, so it's Filbert. Filbert. Uh, do you know about who did the Greenwich steps? Or uh, the Greenwich gardens? Yes. Uh, the Heslitz were her daughter and her husband, and they began to uh, garden over on the Greenwich steps, too. Uh, both areas had... <coughs> had portions of wooden stairs. Uh, Napier is one of only two wooden streets left in San Francisco. Did you know that? Of course I knew that. I did. I just came working. I was actually going to say, there's this one street, and it's not very long. It's not wooden, but it's, it's like cobblestones. It's over by the SF General, and it's very steep. SF General, you mean over SF General Hospital, over right Betrayal behind Hill. Yeah, yeah, you're right behind it, and you come, you come down. And it's just weird st- cobblestones with uh, grass growing in between. It's very weird, but it's only like one, half a block long. You know where those cobblestones came from? No, Telegraph Hill. Really? Yeah, or, or the ballast of ships. The ballast of ships. Well, that's the thing is they would. There's also cobblestones in Chile and Peru that came from Telegraph Hill because when the Greys would break, blow the whole thing up, they put them. The ships would come in, unload. Now they needed weight in them again. They okay, the rocks were way too valuable back in the day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. People are dying. It's like houses doomed. are going over. We need yeah. these rocks. <laughs> that's actually that's they still carry a lot of weight over in Alaska, right? <laughs> Well, imagine San Francisco in the winter when there was no uh, asphalt or concrete. They, they made plank roads. They, made, they had to put wood down in the streets. And when they found cobblestones, it was even, even easier to pave. Yeah. I don't stop yelling at me. Why are, you, why are you yelling at me, okay? I have feelings. Where are you from? Where are you from? How about that? Got it. You want to have fire? <laughs> He's incredibly insecure. I apologize. And now we're in the 60s, right? Yes. yes. 1310, <laughs> Montgomery. Yes. Allen Ginsberg wrote the poem Howl. Howl, that's Howl. right. And he read it when I was six months old in 1955. And what did you tell him why you thought they, of it? Why would they let you be at the show? No, they wouldn't. Okay, let's see what we got here. Uh, Calhoun Terrace, that's the other one. Wooden, wooden, wooden one, right? No. No. Ah, <laughs> got him. I'm setting him up, I know. <laughs> I know what they are. Of course. The other one is a dock on the waterfront. Uh, Clark's Pier. Close. Ooh, yeah. Close enough to be right. You know how happy this makes me that for him to get history stuff I'm spacing wrong. on the name, oh, SK, yeah. but it's the famous fish Beautiful. restaurant, and it's named for the Oh, you're thinking of Meg's Wharf. No, the fish restaurant down on the wharf. Help me. Come oh, on, Scomas. Oh, yeah. Scomas. It's Al Scoma Way. It's the other wooden street. Oh, you know what? He's right. Oh, fancy. He's right. I knew. Who knew that? Who got that right? Me, not you. (laughs) Look, here's the thing. I'm so filled with knowledge. (laughs) In fact, I don't think you're full with knowledge. (laughs) I think you're filled with something else. Babette tells me that all the time. She says, you are full of it. So at, at the same time, the beats were were hanging out in the Thank coffee shop and writing <laughs> He's poetry, a trooper, isn't he? 
and, and, and Lawrence Ferlinghetti down the block was selling books that were banned, and, and trials were and trials were being held. That's uh, right. The Telegraph Hill dwellers formed to keep a bus route. Which bus route? Thirty-nine. The thirty-nine has to make like a five-point turn up at the top of the hill. It does to make a turnaround. <laughs> so, like like the uh, Western exactly. Edition. Uh, the city fathers thought that a little urban renewal was necessary for Telegraph Hill right. and declared it blighted. So the rallying cry was, we're not blighted, we're picturesque. They had a campaign to plant trees and paint the garage doors of all the buildings so that as people would walk down the sidewalks, they would see uh, new uh, green material on the sidewalks and fresh paint on the, on the garage doors. They didn't paint the whole building. Nobody Just the garage up. doors so that Just the people the doors. would walk through and say, Wow. This isn't blighted. These people are lunatics. <laughs> All right. Anyway, remember we had talked a little bit about the compound because uh, the Haslets, uh, as they got older, there was an interesting story I found nice. Now, I always tease the hippie, you know, leaning type of people, but there are some really nice people out in, in San Francisco and even on Telegraph Hill. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the Haslets, as they got older, they didn't raise the rent. And there was even cases of some people. Some of the tenants themselves who stayed in the Hazlitt's homes, known as the compound, used to take it upon themselves to raise their own rent as the Hazlitt's aged and didn't have as much money coming in. So you had the cross, the cross love going on there. But there was another story is that when people would, they, they felt that their places, because they were small, they were really just staying in rooms, correct? Um, yeah, one or two rooms. Yeah, well, it was very small places. But the people felt so connected to them and it was such a community that very often it was thought of as that person's home. And even when they moved out of town, they would get permission from that person for when they rented to the next person or that person would make a recommendation for them to stay there. There's a story of one lady who had moved out and she had recommended someone else to come stay there. 15 years later, the next person moved out and Ms. Haslett, Valletta? Vis, Vis, what was Valletta, her name? Yes. Valletta? Valletta Haslett tracked down the other person who had been there the 15 years before down in L.A. to make sure that it was okay that she rented out to somebody else <laughs> instead of you know bringing some uh, instead of someone she might want. So it was a nice little community of of hippies and uh, unrealistic, uh, I mean, uh, and people who had ideals. Yeah. So, in including uh, current resident Mark Bittner, who wrote the, That's right. the, the parrots of Telegraph parrots Hill. Of Telegraph Hill, and his wife Judy Irving. Did you? Uh, who, uh, yeah, no, people don't need to know. Ah, anyway. man. <laughs> I kind of like that. We, we, we try to keep the show very lighthearted. Um, I know we're not doing a very good that's job. That's right. And uh, we Well, I didn't say funny. I said lighthearted. Lighthearted. <laughs> um, yeah, Miss Irving felt after I said she was very excited to come on the show. Then she listened to a couple episodes, and she felt that it was a little too lighthearted. And so that they declined to, but to come But they do on the show movies tonight. about parrots. Why, why, why Have you seen the movie about no, parrots? No. She, Wait, she is also, it, it's, it's like an anti-Trump like Trump thing about no, no. parrots? What is it? I don't understand. Listen, these are the best parrots. <laughs> Absolutely. You're be sick of these parrots. No, the uh, parrots need a wall. <laughs> they're tremendous. They're tremendous parrots. No, they're, they're, they're politically active and they have a lot of uh, feelings on things. And many of their f political feelings pour over into other parts of their life. And she felt she couldn't keep it to herself. So, uh, right, and I feel like <laughs> a transition. Did you hear? Did you hear my eye roll? All, <laughs> all right. That's that's what Babette thinks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we've covered. Well, did, did you have something you wanted to say? No, there, nothing. It's okay. No, you can say whatever I'm you like. Speechless. Do you feel like we're attacking you? No, I feel like the, I hate uh, that shirt. I feel like the volunteer who who didn't step forward while everyone else stepped backwards. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
I have a quotation which includes Bay Bridge Lights. Are you ready? Oh, Absolutely. God. Oh, great. It's not from me, is me happier. It's from a book called Laughter on the Hill, which is apropos of this evening. Not tonight, but yeah, I understand right what you're getting at. Yeah. <laughs> Written by Margaret Parton. And, and Dolly's she, sister. Yes. She's describing how she went uh, to a party, and at, at a certain point in the party, a certain gentleman in the room invited her to the roof to look at the view. I didn't want the, that to be published, the fact that... Can you turn off his microphone? <laughs> the city lay below us in a moonlit pattern of blacks and pale blue. The stretching span of the Bay Bridge was outlined in amber lights on our right, and under it moved the black silhouette of a freighter, the glow from her portholes falling in shimmering ribbons across silky waters. In silence, we watched until she disappeared beyond the ferry building. And that's why we live on Telegraph Hill, just for those moments. Mm. Oh. It was great prose. That was oh, beautiful. well, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Unlike Very Judy, beautiful. I didn't do any research. I thought this was a serious show. <laughs> he said there was going to be laughter in there. <laughs> didn't he? Even though I don't go there, you can probably buy laughter on, a, on the hill from Amazon. Ooh. That's right. And if you did, you would first go to skmorton.com. You are my little sweet potato. You know that, right? And then you'd have to ransom the last chapter from SK. Yes, bingo, bango. All right, Bill. Um, what did you? Have, what else did you have there? Could you? Because there was one thing I did want to cover, because it's something that I, oh, I hold dearly to my heart. It's like my adoptive mother. Whoa. Yes, my teacher, my secret lover, the television. Ooh. I love television. Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the Gray Brothers, yes. when their quarry disappeared, Philo T. Farnsworth rented Dude, office space there. Up to it. That was actually my birth name. <laughs> Has anyone ever heard of Philo T. Farnsworth? Yes. Well, we know you have. You just met his, said his name. Philo T. Farnsworth was the genius of Green Street. Have you heard he that was. expression before? He, was. he invented the television right here, San Francisco. Base of Tele East Base of Telegraph Hill. Let's hear it for television. <laughs> it's all right, kids. Okay. We're reaching the final. Well, sweetie, why don't we give a quick one for Mr. Butler here, and then we can talk about places that people can go, restaurants you like, things like that. I'll, I'll begin. And if you guys have any questions, just feel free to yell them out. Um, so what's your favorite restaurant? Ideale. What's that? What did you just call me? <laughs> what's that? No, what is it? What are the, what are... It's, it's four brothers who came from Rome with their, with their Nana's recipes. Oh, it's so Italian. It's very Italian. It's nice. very Roman. And um, we used to bring the girls there at a very young age, and we would get free desserts, and they wanted to make sure we were happy and comfortable and would invite us to come back and to this day we go in there we bring uh, people you with find us some we recommend people free ice cream yeah yeah, we, yeah yeah and and uh, they're just they just make great food and unlike some places in north beach it's affordable nice all right wow so that would be the one you would definitely now does anyone else have any other questions for joe i have the question have was does she page? have does he have a blog facebook yes. page the little house committee the Little House Committee. Do you do ASL? 
we, we try to save little houses from demolition, like Bill Bailey's Cottage. Oh, that's gotcha. good. So that was one chapter in a longer story, a longer saga. Thank you, Francesca. No, that wasn't Francesca. <laughs> Francesco's back there judging quietly. <laughs> it's, were two it's Alaska statements. over here that was Oh, did Francesca have a question? <laughs> Francesca, did you ask, have a question? No, she's just waving nicely. She's just waving. No. She's going, get out of my place. That's, <laughs> I've had enough of you. Heart you. Okay. Well, actually, I have, I have some other questions. Um, you have also given tours. On t- oh, my God, I'm getting attacked. Here. Walking uh, tours. You've given that. some walking tours, haven't you? Yes. Tell Ooh. us about that. Tell us about your latest. Well, uh, the latest was on uh, uh, Russian Hill. Six famous women lived on consecutive blocks from Imogen Cunningham, who lived at Green and Larkin, over to uh, Alice Eastwood, who was an Academy of Sciences botanist. Mm. He's yawning. Uh, no, no. <laughs> who lived at Lombard. Well, you know, it's catchy. Lombard and Larkin. And, and I led 18 people around up and down hills. We saw a Julia Morgan house. We, we talked about uh, women. it's Women's History Month. It was perfect. It was a great morning. So you, pan- you pandered to the ladies. I do. Okay, that's good. That's good, good I, have, I, have, I grew up with five sisters. I have two daughters and a wife. So, you know, you got to do what wow. you got to do. That is a lot of estrogen in your life. Yeah. All right, well, good for you. Yeah. Um, well, so, well, thank you for that. And you have, a, you have other, you just gave one, but do you coming have any up. others coming up? Yeah. Coming up on uh, April 22nd, which is Earth Day, we're going to do uh, Stairway Garden Walks on Russian and Telegraph Hill. We'll end up in Grace Marchant's Garden. And then the next day, we're going to do the Telegraph Hill Historic District, which the Telegraph Hill dwellers created in the 1980s. Nice. All right. Well, so, awesome. um, yeah, no, keep that in mind that after you've done um, the... S.K. Morton's Lousy San Francisco walking tour. You got, you, you know, it's like a nightcap. Come do a real one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. You know, he already <laughs> cries every night in the closet, so you're not helping me. No, I've come out of the closet to cry now. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, does anybody, and that's about it. You guys can't, can't, you can't stomach anymore, right? No. Okay. Well, here's what we're going to do. We want to thank you, Joe Butler, for coming in, and we hope you come again. Would you, would you like to come again? Sometime? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're going to close it up tonight. Um, there is one. We, did we talk about Patreon? Yeah, we already talked about no, it. Well, oh, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. So if you want to give us money, which, you know, you shouldn't, but if you want to, for some reason, go to patreon.com forward slash lousy San Francisco podcast. <laughs> the reason why is because if we get into a better spot, then we won't have to kidnap you guys. <laughs> we'll have people in here like who wanted to experience this nonsense. And we'll also have purple Arizonas. I think we could actually get a tap of purple Arizona. <laughs> you know what? Or grape or whatever you guys call it these days. You're going to hurt yourself. I'll take over. All right. Here's the I'm deal doing with a wonderful Patreon. job. Here's the deal with They're Patreon. rolling in the aisles. It's kind of like a PBS. PBS fundraiser kind of thing. If you like the show, and really, how could you? But if you did, <laughs> you could go there and you could donate as little as a penny, really. But starting with a dollar a month, you get little gifts. And it's a monthly thing. It's a monthly so thing. if you, some um, people are ten dollars a month, some people are twenty-five. This, some people this is are, our version of the tote bag. S.K. Morton's lousy San Francisco. That you get one of those. Uh, Drawstring. You also included? get one of these if you come on the tour, uh, along with some water, some candy, a map. See that NIMBY? And yeah, you get to keep it. I'm like, here, you get this for the tour. Carry my stuff. No, you actually get to keep this. Uh, and by the way, Joe, this is for you for being a guest oh, on the show. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. Andrew, did you ever get one of those? Clapping. No, I never did.
Andrew gets one as well. Yeah. yeah. Can, can we get these at Amazon? You, actually, no, not yet. Uh, you can get them, though, at SK Morton's uh, Sweatshop Clearinghouse. Right. Uh, or patreon.com. That's right, patreon.com. Anyway, with, with Patreon, as you go up, you get more things. Pete will write you a song. You get a decoder card. Um, so you can hear, we have another podcast we do, just me and Pete, Lousy After Dark, a little more off topic than San Francisco, much edgier. Oh yeah. We talk about bathrooms and pee pee. I, said, and I said poop once. He did, he said poop <laughs> once. Um, so we got that after, you get that if you're a member. There's things you get, you go take a look, we also have a little video you can watch, hopefully it might make you smile a little bit more so than it has tonight. Something we'd like you to check out, and keep in mind that if anybody did, was interested in the, in the walking tour, uh, we can set you up tonight on that as well. So those are the commercials we got. We're ready to enjoy a little bit of Andrew Holmgren. We're going to let Pete and Joe uh, go relax over in the booth there. Finally. And Thank Andrew, you. that microphone in front of you is all for you. <laughs> all right? Take it away, my friend. Don't ruin it. I won't ruin it. I'm going to ruin the show right now. All right. Hey, everyone, give it up for the other people. And they did all the talking earlier. Uh, thanks so much for sticking around. I know that we just crammed... Like two hours of like history down your throats, and then we're like, all right, now talk to these couple people. Uh, but yeah, thanks for sticking around. It's uh, it's great to be here. I hope you're having a good day uh, before you came here. And not that this wasn't a good time, but um, you know, I hope you're doing well. If you're not, I'll give you some advice. Uh, this is uh, what I like to do when I've had a tough one. Uh, I like to go home, go online uh, on Craigslist, uh, go on the misconnections and uh, just read around, you know. Uh, feel way better about yourself, right? Uh, get that self-esteem boost. Uh, if you're not familiar, basically what it is, someone's out in the real world, right? They have this love at first sight connection with somebody, uh, but they're too much of a coward to do anything about it, so they go home, they go online, on this bulletin board in a very dark corner of the internet, and uh, that's where they type up this, you know, creepy, but I guess kind of romantic uh, personal ad about somebody, you know, reminding them the quirky situation they <laughs> fell in love in, right? Some details reminding them who they were to each other. Uh, something like, uh, to the woman in the red shirt in the Safeway bathroom. Uh, 12.52 p.m. on Wednesday. Uh, I was in the air duct, uh, <laughs> breathing heavily. Uh, we locked eyes through the grate when my belt buckle hit the side. Uh, you ran out screaming before I could get your name. So uh, that's love right there. Hope you all have love in your lives in some form, everyone. It's a beautiful thing. Also, if you're not familiar, Craigslist, a uh, phenomenal place to go if you want to take any uh, real-world, everyday, mundane activity and uh, make it feel like you're gonna die while doing it. Uh, discovered this recently, uh, purchased a car off of Craigslist, and uh, sure enough, I thought I was gonna get killed. Uh, the guy selling the car, he thought he was gonna get killed too, right? Like everyone involved <laughs> in this car transaction thought that they were gonna get killed. Uh, I don't know, I feel like that's a pretty unique, uh, you know, <laughs> scenario, right? There are tried and true time-tested markets for the transfer of ownership of a vehicle, right? Other than meeting up in a Toys R Us parking lot. But uh, he, he insisted, he was very adamant about it, right? Like he insisted I make the check out to cash, like very secretive. Like I don't, know why, I, I don't know why he wanted to meet at a toy store. I guess like in his mind, he's like, oh, there's kids 
there, you know, no one's going to kill me in front of children. And it's like, yeah, well, just watch me, right? <laughs> uh, give these kids something they'll never forget, right? Wow. Uh, but, uh, you know, we meet up, and uh, we both, like, brought things along to make us feel comfortable in the situation, right? Give us that extra sense of security, uh, but, like, secretively, right? Like, he brought his son along. Uh, I brought a knife. <laughs> uh, watch out. But we get down to it. The reason we're there, the car, right? And, uh, you know, he presents it to me. Like, like, he's, like, it's some, like, grand, you know, invention he's unveiling or a child he's reared since birth at, like, a debutante ball, right? Like, it's a grand opening of his, you know, pet project. He's really, like, the fourth owner of this vehicle, right? But he's like, so, uh... <laughs> This is the Prius. And I was like, man, you're selling a Prius. I'm buying a Prius. Like, I don't think either one of us has the balls to kill anybody. And, uh, yeah, I got this great car. All right. That's good stuff. Uh, you guys are sitting there looking at me. Uh, you may be wondering, how tall am I? I'm pretty tall. I'm like 6'1". Uh, I like it. If there's other tall people here, you know about it. It's great. Uh, if you're not tall, you know, that sucks. But... Uh, <laughs> It's great. I like it. I've always enjoyed it. Uh, one thing I don't like, uh, there's always a lot of shorter people coming up to me and right, saying stuff like, uh, oh, Andrew, you're so lucky to be tall. You have no idea what it's like to be short. But it's like, yeah, I do. Like, I've been all of those heights before. <laughs> Pretty much everything in between baby-sized and 6'1". I've experienced life at those heights. Uh, and it sucked, which is why I grew up. You know? <laughs> Couldn't go up to an old man and be like, old man, you have no idea what it's like to be young and experience life. So I'm like, no, you know what? You don't know what it's like to be tall. And they're like, yeah, what's it like? Well, it's a bunch of short people making ignorance statements. <laughs> All right. That's great. Um, let's see. I, uh, for money, I do comedy and I drive for Lyft. I used to do other things. Um, I used to work in an office. I uh, remember when I stopped working in an office, a uh, co-worker, girl I work with, called in early in the morning, right, right around opening time. She calls in and she's like, oh, my dog died. I can't come to work. And I was like, what, was it going to give you a ride or something? <laughs> you know, sounds like a pretty permanent problem, you know. Do you quit? Yeah. I love dogs. Dogs are cool. Uh, I don't know about cats. I'm actually cat-sitting right now for a friend of mine. He, like, flew to Hawaii to propose to his girlfriend. Real cheesy. But, uh, you know, cat-sitting. I'm covered in cat hair right now. Are there any cat people here right yes. now, by the way? We've got a couple. Nice. Yeah, it's like 60% of the crowd. This isn't going to go well. Here's the thing. Uh, cats are vile, filthy, disgusting creatures. <gasps> All right? No. Uh, I don't understand why anyone would ever want to own a cat, right? Just like, uh, just look at the alternatives, right? Top two, uh, owning a dog, right? Dogs are great. Uh, also, uh, not owning a cat. Right? <laughs> Seriously, when was the last time you ever heard anyone say, oh man, last weekend, we had so much fun. We took the cats to the beach. <laughs> and they played around in the water. We met other cat people. Talked about our rich, fulfilling lives. All right, here's a real fact for all you cat people here tonight in the room. Uh, might save your life as uh, a real fact. I heard that if you have a cat and you die, uh, the cat will take the opportunity, if given enough time, to eat. 
the tender, fleshy parts of your face. Oh, All right, no. your cheeks, your lips, earlobes, eyelids, <laughs> eyeballs, tongue if it can get past the teeth. All right, some laughter, no laughter intended. It's not a joke. It's a fact. It's a documented reality. And uh, here's why I bring this up. I hear a lot of cat people say this. They say stuff like, "Oh, my cat loves me. My cat wakes me up in the morning." It's like, listen, the cat's just checking to see if you're still alive. All right, so don't sleep in. Uh, that's great. It is creepy, right? Just imagine that, like, oh man, you know, Gertrude and her cat were inseparable, and it's like, yeah, they're a part of one another now, you know? <laughs> yeah. With me always, until, until I'm scooped out of a sandbox, you know? Gross. Gross. Uh, Let's see, uh, switching gears here. Uh, this applies to me. Let me know if anyone else, can anyone else in here read? Got some yes. readers in the audience. I read. Looks like, that's like everybody. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> that's much better than the literacy levels in our country. That's good. Um, I can read as well. Uh, you guys seem excited about it. Not very excited about it. Um, you know, pretty pissed off, to be honest. Uh, obviously, whether or not you can read, right, it's a pretty big part of your life. I'm not denying that. It'll greatly change the trajectory of your experience on this planet. Uh, my issue was that at no point in my young life was I ever offered the choice of whether or not I wanted to learn how to read, right? Feels like something I should have a say in, but no. Four going on five, stick me in school, teach me how to read, and I'm stuck with this useless ability. Right? They say that knowledge is power. I disagree. I feel like reading opens up the door to oppression. Right? Like, think about it, right? Before you can read rules, the law, written suggestion, right? That's all, doesn't mean anything to you, right? Like a no smoking sign, like, I don't, know what the, I don't know what that means. It's just a line and a squiggle, you know? I'm smoking away, blissfully ignorant, right? Employee bathroom, no, that's a poop cave and I gotta use it, you know? I'm coming in, then everything changes, right? It's like, a, it's such a unique ability. It's the only ability you don't have a choice whether or not you want to use it, right? Like I come in here, I see this piano, great. Maybe later if I choose to, I will play that piano, right? As soon as you go into a place and you see a word, like I'm standing here, I see the word welcome in the back. I didn't say like, I wonder what that says, maybe I'll read it. Once you pass a level of comprehension, any word that's placed in front of you is just forced into your brain. See exit signs. Personally, I like to live dangerously. I think I do my best, my best thinking under pressure. And, uh, you know, I'm robbed of that simple joy by my ability to read. I like to live dangerously. <laughs> and uh, now they can force advertising on you, force propaganda down your throat, polarize public opinion. Am I what? Are you taking questions? I'll take questions after this. <laughs> I'll take questions after this. But, uh... doesn't know how to read. Okay. Uh. What's read? <laughs> All right, I can't stress this enough. Every limitation that you have in your life, every mental roadblock, every inkling of doubt, anything that makes you hesitate, question yourself, prevents you from completing a task as well as you're capable of doing it, that's all self-imposed, all right? I would argue it is self-imposed because of your ability to read. Uh, before you can read, you believe you can do anything, and you probably can. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, R. Kelly is illiterate, all right? What? And uh, yeah, it's real, look it up. Uh, but uh, he believes he can fly, so. <laughs> Who's really the dumbass, right? It's us, it's the readers. You see his mind is telling him no because he can't read, but his body, his body is telling him yes. Uh, there's a real point to this. It's, uh, 
Don't teach your kids how to read. Don't get them vaccinated. And uh, if you ever see me trying to raise a child, you should call Child Protective Services. So, uh, all right, that's it for me, but I guess I could take some questions from the audience. <laughs> Did you have any questions? No, that's fair. This is typically why they just go, that's it for me. Have a good night. <laughs> but hey, this has been fun, you know. Lousy Thank you very podcast. much. Thanks, everybody. She turned me down. There we go. Thank you very much, Andrew. Yeah! All right. Okay, so this is the part where we wrap it up. We want to make sure everyone knows what everyone's doing. Um, yeah, and let's give it up for Babette tonight. She did a great job. You're the best. Sweetheart, heart you. Sweetheart, you can turn your microphone up if you have something you want to say. Oh, I can turn it up now? Yes, you may. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to say? Is there anything you'd like to say? No. All right, this happens every it week. It really does. Every <laughs> week. <this happens. laughs> There's been a Are bit you? that we've done since the beginning of the <laughs> podcast. I think I want to be difficult tonight. All right. Well, That's exactly the started. bit. Perfect. Yeah, there so, we go. maybe we should say goodnight. Okay, we'll say goodnight. Now, normally, I press the button, but you've got the job tonight. Oh, yeah. Hold on. There You're the best, Babette. We love you. I left my heart. We let it go for a little bit. Enjoy a little Tony Bennett. In San Francisco. All right. So we want to thank you guys, the throng that stuck around. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. And the staff here at the Fame venue, including Anthony behind the bar there. Yeah! We ask you to do this. Overlook what you experienced tonight and tell your friends to listen to this show. Show them how to listen to a podcast. You can go to skmorton.com, listen to the podcast there. iTunes, Stitcher, wherever. It's all over the place now. Show them how to listen and make them listen to it. You can also go to the, all the social media, and you can email at skmortonpodcast at gmail. Also, we have Joe Butler. You can go to his website, which was thelittlehousecommittee.com. And you can find out everything about his. Oh, on Facebook. Oh, on Facebook. The Little House yeah, Committee. Okay. Uh, Andrew, what, what, what do you got coming up? You got regular shows you're doing. Yeah, I uh, got a regular show Tuesdays at the Milk Bar on Haight Street. And then uh, July 13th through 16th, I'll be at Rooster Teeth Feathers Comedy Club in Sunnyvale. Beautiful. And Pete, what do you got going? Uh, on the second Saturday of every month, I'm at the Cats in Los Gatos with Vinyl Replay. Beautiful. And we'll be here for the next four weeks, probably. And uh, you should all be ashamed of yourselves. Your golden sun will shine for me. Thank you. If you don't mind, I'd like to do it again. What we have here is failure to communicate. I want more Michael McDonald. You were the impetus, and it was wonderful. Scoopy. Never quench the bloodthirst. I think you're a filthy, filthy liar. There's no chicks here, whatever. You know why Ghirardelli needed uh, Viagra? You are full of knowledge, honey. When two homeless dogs love each other. Babette just said hey. 
I don't even get it either. I liked it, though. I'm very proud of myself. And boy, is she disappointed. I don't like what's happening. It was potty. It was smellsies. It was Smelltown USA. That was riveting. Snip. 